Hi, all. I'm Dan Smith, Brad, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, March 2, 2023, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have a super awesome, super geeky show for you today. Matterport service providers understanding level of detail, level of development meets Matterport Pro 3 camera. And our subject matter expert today to visit on this topic is Robotic Imaging Chief Operations Officer, Will Buzan. Hey, Will, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Dan, appreciate you uh, having me on here and uh, excited to, to discuss this stuff with you. I think it's, uh, it's really important for everyone, uh, every MSP uh, provider to understand some of these topics in as much detail as possible. So Exactly. That's why we're going to do the show. Before Perfect. we jump into the topic, though, Will, how about giving us context uh, about robotic imaging? Sure. Yeah. So um, robotic imaging, we uh, do uh, a bunch of different types of reality capture services. Um, so we we also we do Matterport um, scanning as well as uh, some of the high definition laser scanning as well, um, utilizing, you know, a lot of the Leica products. So uh, Leica P50 uh rtc 360 blk 360 um we have a few Faro products too and and um and really what we specialize is uh converting that laser scan data to uh usable um bim and, and cad files for uh you know design teams so architects engineers um and then con construction professionals and for you know, owners, developers to be able to utilize that information as well. Awesome. I, I was uh, listening to the different scanners you have, and it sounds like from uh, a LiDAR scanner from $6,000, the Matterport Pro 3 camera, all yep. the way up to the Leica P50, $150,000 scanner and yep. scanners in, in between. Yep. Um, uh, you're, you all are based in Philadelphia. What is actually your coverage area? So we have an office in Philadelphia, an office in uh, New York. We will cover any area of the country. Um, you know, depending on the project size, we'll fly anywhere and and um, and go out and do a scan for someone. Um, but you know, headquartered right in Philly, and then and then New York as well. And uh, number of employees. Right now we have twelve full time, and then obviously you know a ton of contractors and and a bunch of you know part time. Uh, people as well. Okay, awesome. Um, so let's be let's begin maybe trying to understand what jobs in the AEC space can Matterport service providers do with a Matterport Pro Three camera. So when I say sure. AEC, I'm talking about architects, engineers, general contractors, and then I think there's two other categories that uh, robotic imaging does a lot of work for. Uh, is uh, owners, developers, and owners may also be the developer. So yeah. I'm thinking about those kind of five categories or sweet spots. And so uh -huh. I, I'm just going to run through a list and maybe you can say yes, sure. no, yes and no. So we'd go through that list and then we'll do a deeper dive to understand your answers. Is that cool? Sure. Sounds good. Uh, first up on, on the list. Any space that the, the the AEC community is using for marketing purposes where 
measurements don't matter. It's totally about the visuals. Yes, certainly. Indoors. Yes. Outdoors. Yes. Large spaces. Yes. High ceilings. Yes. And these are all spaces that you would typically use a Matterport Pro 3 camera if it's for marketing purposes. Measurements don't matter. If, if the measurements don't matter at all, you could use a Pro 2 or a Pro 3. Um, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Okay. In, in fact, it may be helpful for, for context for today's show. I'm assuming that our audience, either Matterport service providers or um, uh, that has a Pro 3 camera or a Matterport service provider that's on the edge of their seat, they're ready to yeah. buy a Matterport Pro 3 camera. And, and maybe today's show will help them decide either yes to go forward or, or no hold off on that. Definitely. Uh, so the, the so the first category I'm hearing is anything where you're doing um, where only the visuals matter for the Matterport 3D tour. Perfectly fine. Use your Pro Two, Pro Three, uh, as long as measurements don't matter. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Now in the AEC space, where measurements do matter. Yes. Outdoor elevations. I uh, I would say no, or be very you know cautious about it. Okay, we'll come together. back and ask in detail. Yeah, of course. As builds. Uh, depends on the project, I would say. Ordering a matter. Port E57 file using a Pro 3 camera where measurements matter? Uh, yes, it could be helpful. Ordering a Matterport Matter Pack using a Matterport Pro 3 camera? Also, yes, could be could be helpful. A accuracy of measurements matter and you, you're shooting large commercial space? I would say no. Accuracy matters and you're shooting uh, empty land. That's very project specific, probably, I would say. Okay. So th this is helpful. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think for context, it's probably helpful to understand what these terms are yeah. level of detail, level of development, sometimes abbreviated LOD. What are these terms? Can you show us examples? And maybe that'll help us understand uh, your original answers for yes, no, maybe depends on the project. Sure. So, um, yeah, so really what uh, LOD uh, level of development is, um, it's a combination of uh, a lot of different, you know, various components and, and, um, and you know, information. But how we like to break it down is, uh, the level of development of a BIM model is uh, a combination of the level of geometry. So it's LOG is the abbreviation for that. And also uh, the level of information that's stored in that model. Um, so just to break that down, um, level of geometry is uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's uh, you know how much geometry that's in a building is being represented in that model. So. Uh, for example, if you have uh, a door, um, you know, maybe LOD 
200, it would just be the opening and all you'd be able to take is maybe the, the, the width and the height of it. Um, whereas LD 300, you might be able to take, uh, you know, get accurate measurements of the door framing um, and maybe even like the paneling. Um, and then 350, you know, you, you might have, you know, accurate, uh, you know, doorknob if it's, if there's any like intricate architectural details like that might be shown represented in in the model visually um and that's that's basically you know lg level of geometry and then uh level of information is is the amount of information that is stored within each of the components in in the model so um you know say you have a piece of equipment you know it could store you know a maintenance schedule or um you know just any information like that, that, that isn't necessarily geometric, but could provide value to a construction project. Um, so that really, the combination of both of those total up to, to give you the level of development of a BIM model. And so, um, you know, there's well, LOD 100, LOD 200, LOD 300, LOD 350, LOD 400 and 500 are, are typically the, the numbers that people use to explain um, LED. So um, I wouldn't say necessarily that using uh, a Matterport only allows you to do a certain, you know, just do LOD 200 models. Um, it's more so that, um, you know, the information and the, the, the geometry that you actually can pull from reality capture data in general uh you know is able to give you a higher lod so um as far as the finite details that can be collected from from you know high definition laser scanning versus matterport that might be able to give you more intricate details that you can put into a model um but uh generally speaking you know matterport lidar scanning can all kind of get you to the same lod um, if that if that makes sense. Well, I'm actually confused on that point because I, excuse me, as a, as a marketing person, I'm looking for a very simple answer, which is sure. Matterport Pro 3 camera, LOD 100, LOD 200, LOD 300, LOD 350. And I'm, yeah. I'm hearing that it's not black and white. It, it, does it depend in part on the technique that the person, scan, the Matterport service provider scanning the space? of did they do the scans close together? Did they capture more data that they captured at different heights? And therefore there, there was enough geometry in order to, uh, using the door as an example, know the, the height and width of the door, know the, know yeah. the depth perhaps of the uh, crown molding yeah. uh, and, and know even whatever the next level was to get us to 350. Is it possible with the Matterport Pro 3 camera that you could get there? So obviously, the more you scan, the more data points you get. the The more finite uh, the the lines in the point cloud are, and and the more you know geometry you can put into a model. So obviously, scanning you know more with the Matterport around particular items that need that that higher level of detail will will allow you to achieve more. Um, it's it's really not black and white, but I would say like two LD 200 and 300 um, 
you can easily achieve with Matterport. It's it's where you get into the LED 350, LED 400 of you know crown molding or um, you know intricate architectural you know details where uh, the Matterport data is is not nearly as good as as like an RTC which shoots you know three million points a second. Okay, hey, this is a, a like a RTC 360 camera. Be, yes. Be, before we do. Uh a little bit deeper dive into looking at point clouds. Let's take sure. a look at matter point, point cloud versus uh, an R, a Leica RTC 360 point cloud. Before we get there, um, uh, you mentioned doors. And when, when I think of AEC space, I think of things like floors, windows, walls, columns, and doors. Why, why does all this stuff matter? at these different levels of detail to an, an architect or a general contractor or um, uh, uh, someone that's in this space or maybe even to an, an owner or a developer of a commercial project? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, it just really depends on on what's trying to be achieved with the project. Um, so if you're doing like uh, just a, a fit out of a commercial space, um, Obviously, you just, I mean, the main thing that's important for doors specifically is just like the location and, and you probably just need to know the width uh, just to make sure it's to code. Um, is typically what's going to happen is the client is actually going to say, I need LOD 100, I need LOD 200, I need LOD 300, I need LOD 350. Does, is, is it black and white and that a client can communicate that to you? Uh, and and then you determine which tool is the right tool for the for the right task. Yeah. So I mean, um, some architects are, are pretty knowledgeable on it. Uh, a lot aren't. Um, it's it's I've I've found that the better way to uh, you know kind of understand the scope um, from their end is is to really have a conversation about what needs to be specifically needs to be shown in in the model or, or drawings uh, to be able to determine that stuff. LOD is is kind of a blanket term. So like, um, you know, if it, it, basically there's, you know, there could be an LOD for every component in the building and they could all be different depending on what the project requires. Um, so, you know, when I, when I'm talking to a customer and, and they tell me LED 300, I have a picture in my head of what the, the whole BIM model is gonna look like, um, but it's not necessarily exactly what they need um, as far as every component goes. So, so even if a client says, I need uh, LOD 350, it sounds like you're going to probe anyway what their expectations are in whatever drawings that you're creating for them is that and is, is that what robotic imaging is doing is creating the drawing or are you providing uh, different data files to the client or is it, it just depends yeah i mean usually uh, we point clouds work best with revit uh so which is the you know the, the main bim program um so we usually do all of our our modeling in there and then and then you can create drawings in revit that work with you know, AutoCAD or, um, you know, most other design softwares as well. Um, okay. Um, maybe it's helpful if we actually take a look at the, at the scan data. Uh, is there, sure. do you want to show us 
um, perhaps a, uh, a tell us what you're going to show us and help us understand why it matters. Sure. So let's see here. Incidentally, while uh, Will is setting up, you can check out robotic imaging at roboticimaging.com. Uh, okay. All right. So can you see this all right? Yes. So this is um, this is RTC data uh, from like a for, top. For clarification, this was from a Leica RTC 360 laser scanner, an $80,000 scanner. Yes. <laughs> um, and the file format is called. Uh, so this is a an RCS file, so it's compatible with Autodesk uh, products. Um, but really, I mean, you can get an E E57 file from R uh, RTC 360 data. Uh, you can get a whole bunch of different files, which I don't need to get into, but. Okay, and so um, this file was actually direct from the camera and exported. Has nothing to do with Matterport. You just want to kind of sh show us yeah. why what an eighty thousand dollars scanner can produce and why that matters. Yeah, yeah. This this is um. There's a few softwares to to get to this point from the scanner, but um. But yeah, this has nothing to do with the Matterport. This data right here. Um, but so. This is just a raw. Well, help help me understand how you got sure. here. Were you, were you exporting a, a a file and it and it went into Autodesk uh, sure. Recap, and from Recap you exported an RCS file, and then from that RCS you imported it into Revit or some right. other workflow. Right. So you, you so you go out and scan with an RTC three hundred and sixty exactly like you would scan with a Matterport. Um, you know, setting up the tripod in, in different locations throughout, uh, making sure everything's visual line of sight. Um, you can use an iPad to, to register the data on site. So it's a similar kind of view as, as Matterport there. So for clarification, again, our audience is, is Matterport service providers, and this may sure. not be obvious, but when you say the word register, that's like taking, if, if I think about two, three, two 360s that overlap showing the yeah. same space, then um, aligning yeah. those manually, something that Matterport does automatically, but the uh, like like a RTC three hundred and sixty doesn't do this registering process. Right. That is a manual task. Right. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it's essentially the same exact thing as that. It's like stitching the different scans together based off of similar uh, geometries in the building. And I can actually I can show you what that looks like sure that'd be um, great maybe, maybe you could separate you know yeah. two scans to show where they've already been aligned sure so so this is um uh these red dots here these are like the the raw blk uh this is a blk scan but it's 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 sorry like a blk 360 um but it's very similar process to the rtc 360 okay i don't see where you're pointing uh Oh, did it not share the other screen here? I'm just looking at this the same original screen. Let me uh let me switch. Okay. Switch this here. All right, can you see this all right? Uh probably in a second. Yeah, now I can see the different yeah. points. Yeah, so Looks these like a Lego set. Yeah. Yeah. So these red dots, these are each uh scan setup here. Um so it's 
something's bugging out. So it this this were was a, a color scan, so it, it does take a photo as well. Um, but it, it's also collecting like that lidar data as well. So uh, how these are stitched together um, is basically. Let me give you a better example than that. It might be suffice to say you're you're sliding it into position and you, yeah and there you go and so, so so this is a point cloud of one scan this is a point point cloud of another scan and you're manually you know or you know there's an algorithm that assists you but um, lining up the similar geometries in the building uh, so that they like the cloud to cloud matchup. Um, you know, overlaps. Okay, so we're looking at the scan data from an $80,000 scanner. Do you happen to have the same space that was done with the Matterport Pro 3 camera? I do not have that data, um, unfortunately. That, that's okay. Had you done, had you uh, completed this project with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, what would you have expected when you exported either the Matterport Matter Pack or the Matterport E57 file to begin this workflow? How would it have compared? So uh, this program, I would not have needed to touch at all. Um, I'll go back to that other screen or to another screen I have up here. Mm -hmm. um, so can you see this all right? Yes. So this is, let me pull. And can you see this uh, this file browser here at all? Uh, where are you on your screen? Uh, yeah, I, I see your arrow, your cursor moving, your arrow moving. Okay, so it's not showing this at the same time. Let me um, let me um, go back here. Um, I right, well, anyway, not not super important. You download the E fifty seven. And this is recap, um, Autodesk recap. And you basically just drag and drop that E57 file directly from Matterport. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is where the process starts uh, right, right here for that. So this is the point cloud from the E57 file um, in uh, Autodesk recap. So uh, the main difference between the matter pack which gives you a, the point cloud file that gives you is an XYZ file. The main difference between that and this is that the E57 is um, a structured point cloud, which means that it has the metadata that includes these photospheres. So the actual photospheres are stored in the point cloud. Okay. Um, so if you, if you have a matter pack, you know, in this, uh, or the XYZ from the matter pack in this view, you're not seeing any of these photospheres. It's just an unstructured, just the, the raw data. Okay, so uh, the, the, for clarification, the Matterport E57 file includes uh, these photospheres that we're looking at. Yes, yeah. Okay, and, and and let's it, do this. Let's take it off screen share, if uh, if I may. Sure. <clears throat> um, I'm... I'm Tempted to say we're getting in a little bit uh, too, too deep here. Too deep because I, I think what will happen is, okay, I'm yeah. a Matterport service provider. I'm just trying to understand, you know, can yeah. I use my Matterport Pro 3 camera or can I to do outdoor sure. elevations as built, et cetera. And 
So I'm really trying to understand, well, so, you know, what's the difference about the, the data that's collected? Are we just simply talking about, well, it's accuracy. That's, that it's, you know, you pay for a $150,000 scanner will be more accurate than an 80,000, than a 60,000, than a 50,000, than an 18,000. That, honestly, that that's really, you know, getting rid of all the other stuff. That's really what it boils down to, Dan. Um, it's it's really just the accuracy and like the density of uh, the point cloud that you can get to be able to get the details that I was talking about uh, okay. a little bit earlier. So, so let's go back to outdoor elevations for a moment to talk about that topic. I, sure. I think what I heard was, uh, you know, can I use a Matterport Pro 3 camera to do outdoor elevations? And I think what I heard was it depends on the project. Is that yeah, the project, the building. Um, now, type. is that because it depends on the size? Meaning, you know, if I only need 10, you know, feet in order to capture signage or, or you know, the, the, the base of the building is, is not more than a, a couple hundred feet, then the chance for the error to magnify is, is not as great? Or can I use a Pro 3 camera, but I need to bring a handheld uh, laser measure in, in order yeah. to... I don't know what the word would be. True up the yeah. the model to yeah. make sure that it, you know if if the model from Matterport came back at 100 feet, but the space measured 100 feet and three inches, that the that the model needs to be scaled to 100 feet and three inches, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I guess a good a good way to think about it is uh, the Pro Three, the laser uh, that comes from it, only shoots 60 meters, I think. Uh, is the maximum. I think that's the number. Yeah. So the, the, the stat I have on the Matterport Pro 3 camera, uh, according to Matterport support page, is plus or minus 20 millimeters at 10 meters, which would be 33 feet about. Right. So uh, I, I want to say it scans way farther than that, yeah. but they're talking about the level of accuracy. Yeah. So if you need the level of accuracy of 20 millimeters, which I think is about three quarters of an inch, you need to have uh, uh, your scans at least within 33 feet, even if I want to say the scan yeah. sees 150 feet, your measurements are just going to get way off. So you just can't move the camera 150 feet at a time, even if you were successful yeah. in accomplishing those scans, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm still, I still want to understand, I mean, you know, if somebody called up uh, robotics imaging and said, I need an outdoor elevation of my commercial space. Yeah. Would you do that with the Pro 3 camera or like no way, Jose, you're you're going to use uh, your BLK 360 or a Leica RTC 360 or something else? Yeah, we, we would never use we would never use Matterport Pro 3 for exterior elevations. Uh, just I mean, for one reason, obviously, because we have the other utilities to to yes you know, okay get, but i'm a matterport service provider i don't yeah. i don't have a hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars scanner i just have my and, matterport pro 3 yeah camera that's six thousand dollars can i use it to yeah. do outdoor elevations yeah so i mean i can i can give you a look at like the data of exterior like we our decision on that is is just from looking at the data and um, you know, the thickness of like those lines at, you know, something that's more than 10 meters away is something yeah. that 
Uh, let's not look at the data, but let's talk about the data. So when you sure. look at the, the Matterport Pro 3 camera data, are you looking at the Matterport Matterpack version or the, the Matterport E57 file? The E57, but, you know, it's they're both pretty similar. Okay, so you start looking at the data file, and it sounds like robotic imaging has con con has concluded that you would not use robotic imaging would not use a Matterport Pro Three camera on outdoor elevations. Yeah, I, we we wouldn't, and 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 just like as you touched on this, uh, that the at you know at ten meters, it's twenty millimeters. That's three quarters of an inch. Um, you know, a lot of architects are looking for half an inch in the drawings itself, which that's already over the the um, the limit, like even without the interpretation into the drawings. So like interpretation, meaning to bring a laser measure with you and, and rescale it as uh, for bringing like the point cloud into a design software and taking measurements off of it, essentially. Okay. But could you could you resize it? robotic imaging, an architect, if you knew what the, to true it up, could you do that in the program? Um, I don't think you can, you can actually scale it differently. Mm -hmm. um, you could take like a photo and, and scale the photo of like a 2D of like a facade. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I would say like Matterport data would be great on the exterior if you supplement it with, with, you know, some kind of manual measurements um, with like a laser pointer um, where you get the overall dimensions that are needed. And then, and then maybe the Matterport can just, you know, fill in any, you know. Provided that that's okay with your client. So you right. essentially are, are managing the expectation of your client to say, look, I can use this $6,000 tool, but it, it it's not a $50,000 yeah. scanner. Uh, you know, it'll cost you less to engage me with the $6,000 scanner than it will somebody who's got a $50,000 scanner, but you're not going to have the, the measurements as accurate. Um, I can tell you uh, with, with the laser measure, what, what to, to true it up, does that work for you? Is that a reasonable thing to say to an architect? Yeah. And as long as like, you know, you, you explicitly explain uh, what Matterport says about its its accuracy tolerances. Yeah. Uh, that's something that um you know that that is definitely you, you know, believe that plus or minus 20 millimeters at 10 meters. I think that's probably that's probably pretty accurate. Usually okay. usually the laser scanning specs are pretty good. So here, you know, I'm I'm confused for two reasons. <clears throat> and I, I think your answer on as built was the same. It, it depends on the project. Uh, you'd be reluctant yeah. to to use a Matterport Pro 3 camera. You have all these other scanners, your confidence level, uh, yeah. where accuracy matters, that you would try to move the client to a different tool that is designed for the scope of the work. Yeah. Okay. So here I'm confused for two reasons. First, sure. is a member of the We Get Around Network Forum, uh, WGANForum.com, he writes, uh, I use all my scans from my Matterport Pro 3 camera to produce as-built surveys. I do spot dimensions inside and on elevations when I'm on site. I have found that the Pro 3 point cloud to be accurate. I have purchased both the Matterpack and the E57 file for projects for comparison. Um, so it, he has some issues using it, but he's using it and he's a service provider and he's doing that mm -hmm. for clients. Do you think he's kind of at risk be, because 
the level of accuracy may be a challenge or no, his clients are accepting it. That's okay. Um, well, I, I guess it depends on what uh, his clients consider accurate. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously levels to that um, when it comes to construction and what's required. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he's taking uh, like spot elevations and and doing those me- the measurements to confirm those dimensions is, you know, that's what the traditional architectural uh, documentation surveying uh, would be, you know, they would go out and, and, and take those measurements. And then that data really helps to supplement that. Uh, so I think that's probably a solid workflow. Okay. Um, you know, most cases. <clears throat> uh, Will, let me ask you about something that now I'm really totally confused, to- totally confused. <laughs> I can go to the Matterport website and go to the Matterport support website and Matterport sells a product called BIMFile. Sure. And, and, and they write on their website, if, if I'm interpreting what they've written correctly, it was updated as of uh, yesterday, last night, March 1, <clears throat> excuse me, 2023, uh, the level of detail can be 200, 300, and even 350. And the cameras that they say can produce this are the Matterport Pro 2 camera, Matterport Pro 3 camera, like a BLK 360 first generation. Matterport has said they'll support the second generation like a BLK 360, but they haven't told us when. So now if I go down to like a Matterport Pro 2, and I haven't even looked up the measurements, the, the accuracy recently, but yeah. even even just staying on the Matterport Pro three, does it make you nervous that that someone could order a BIM file from Matterport with the expectation that the level of accuracy could be LOD two hundred, LOD three hundred, LOD three fifty, and it was created using a Matterport Pro three camera? Well, uh, what do you mean by uh, make me nervous? For, well, for you, you all create BIM documents for our company or for mm-hmm. just like the production well, of it in general? For, well, are, are you nervous in behalf of people that do this? Oh, okay. I, I want to say robotic imaging, you create all yeah. kinds of drawings anywhere yeah. from BIM models to construction drawings. Is that the, the case? Am I overstating? Uh, we, we don't do construction models. Not construction, but you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll do uh, a BIM oh. model LOD 100, 200, 300, 350. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing that from scanners that, that cost up to 150000 Yeah. So uh, let me see if I can ask the question differently. If your team wasn't available today to do those and you were in a pinch and you needed a BIM file at LOD 100, 200, 300, 350, and all you had was a Pro 3 and you uploaded it to Matterport, would you have a confidence level that 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 BIM file can produce something as high as an LOD three hundred and fifty, or am I mixing terms? And there's a difference between LOD and accuracy of measurements. Uh, it's that's they're they're kind of two different things. Um, like I said, LOD is is more um, you know, the, the level of geometry and information in the model. And then the level of accuracy is, you know, uh, 
you know that this model is a quarter inch accurate to you know reality and if you go out and verify that in real life like you're gonna get every measurement's gonna be a, like within a quarter inch okay well, i'm still confused so let, let's go back let's say i place an order i use a matterport pro 3 camera i place an order with matterport for uh, in my matterport um yeah. uh cloud account i go to add-ons, I select BIM file, I pay for the, the, the BIM file for my model. Yeah. And I and I specify LOD 350. And tell me again what that's going to include. If, if I'm looking at a door frame, I can I can understand the measurements of the crown molding and yeah. the depth of the doorknob. Is that reasonable? So I don't think that that's what Matterport does with their LOD scales. I, I, I'm not, we've never ordered from them on okay. that regard. Um, I, I wish I had a, a little bit of more of a background to like kind of pick on that, but um, okay. um, I would imagine that they might be using LOD to, you know, incorporate like a higher LOD means that there's mechanical equipment in there maybe, or, or ah, MEP, okay. or, MEP or, well, duct or, or yes, more. Yes, because you can order the BIM file for, architecture that includes furniture or MEP, yeah. mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh, interior furniture, uh, and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, okay, so if I'm the Matterport service provider and I have a Matterport Pro 3 camera, do I just like, if I know that somebody's going to need a, a BIM file of an MEP space, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, that I should yeah. scan very close together, yeah. maybe at different elevations, and in, in order to help uh, Matterport be able to render the, and, and I'm, I'm sure it's outsourced. I keep saying Matterport and I'm sure there's a third-party company right. to do this, but to enable that, that Matterport BIM file to be as accurate as possible, or is it, or is it going to be like, oh, you get this BIM file and it's got MEP stuff and you're, you now you want to do some measurements and it turns out it was shot with a pro two or a pro three and uh you have some angst. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I have angst. Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if you have angst that you do this for a living. I'm just the marketing person. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, would you have angst either for your company using it, robotic imaging, or for anyone that's actually ordering from Matterport? Does it make you nervous at all? Or it, not it would, your product, you're not going to worry about it. it. It would make, if I had to, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to trying it because we have the ability to take that and and edit it or adjust it however we need to mm -hmm. uh but it would make me a little nervous uh getting something that i i would want to work with okay um, so i think this I, actually brings us to disclaimer so yeah I, I think you have some tips for matterport service providers so if you're a matterport service provider and your client has asked you to do an outdoor elevation or an as-built and uh, or to deliver a matterport e57 file uh uh, some other variation of that, that you, you, you want it. What do you want to tell them in terms of qualifying so that you, you don't get into deep doo-doo, uh, yeah. spending five days scanning a super large space only to find out that it didn't meet the client's needs. Yeah. I mean, as far as disclaimers go, uh, I would definitely, you know, with, with every, um, you know, deliverable, especially like a BIM model or, 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 a, or a CAD or a floor plan or something like that, put some kind of disclaimer that, that says that, um, you know, that these drawings are not for construction. 
Um, and, you know, maybe even like measurements uh, should be like, you know, field verified um, before doing any construction because um, it, we even do that with laser scan data because it's, um, we're not, you know, licensed professionals uh, to create like those kinds of drawings. Um, so, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a common practice obviously to, to have, you know, field verification for those measurements. So it, it yeah. just, it just gives you some room to, you know, you know, get out of that liability zone for any uh, inaccurate measurements. And then, um, and another thing is, uh, you know, you don't want, you don't want to be responsible for, um, you know, any issues during the construction process um, with like change orders or, you know, something not fitting right that would cause, you know, $100,000 replacement order or something like that. So like putting some kind of legal verbiage that says that you're not, you know, liable for that kind of stuff because you're not, you're not a professional um, in the architecture spaces. You're, you're not a licensed architect. You're not a licensed surveyor. You, exactly. you can't provide a stamp on any documents to, exactly. to say something. So, uh, so go, go find some language to go put on your marketing proposal yeah. on your deliverables and on your invoice, anywhere you have an interaction uh, to document it with your client uh, to disclaim. Yeah. Uh, um, be, be, and, and, I, and I think what I'm hearing is even when you're using your, your Leica uh, P50, a $150,000 scanner, you're still putting disclaimers on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if right. you're putting disclaimers on a $150,000 scanner that obviously has much higher level of accuracy than using a Matterport Pro 3 camera, you really probably want to put a lot of disclaimers because the, the measurements uh, could could be uh, off. I, I guess maybe yeah. just to, to give a little metaphor here is my, my wife and I uh, had our uh, bathroom remodeled. I did a little Matterport three-dimensional model of the existing, I would call that as built, uh, gave it to the architect. The architect was able to import it into SketchUp, reimagine what our, our bathroom come back to us and, and say, you know, here, here's what it's going to look like. But when when the, the gentleman that came out to install the glass in the uh, shower, he didn't rely on the measurements in the Matterport model. He brought his own laser he measuring device. Okay. So uh, so maybe Matterport's, it's, it's good enough to like, visualize the space it's good enough maybe to do some rough estimating but it's certainly not good enough to generate construction documents uh or or uh anything that needs to be measured you're going to install a window the trade that installs the windows they need to measure themselves they're not going to rely on third-party data anyway yeah and you, you should feel verify before putting anything expensive in anyway um so it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's really good for visualization and, and to be able to get a good starting point on a, on any kind of design. Okay. Anything else a Matterport service provider should be super careful about using a Matterport Pro 3 camera. If we're talking about it, trying to do an outdoor elevation or an as built. Um, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just the, you know, communicating with your, your client and making sure that they understand that this is how the accuracy tolerances right. are, are laid out. 
Um, I was hoping you're going to give us an easy answer and say, hey, Matterport <laughs> Pro 3 camera, LOD 100, LOD 200, <laughs> LOD 300, LOD 350. And, and, it, and the answer is it's not black and white. And it depends on the project, the scope of the work, how the client's going to use the deliverable, ask a lot of questions. If you're a Matterport service provider and you're like, oh, my God, this is like so, so over my head, uh, uh, you don't, you're not the one who's going to have to go buy all this uh um, Autodesk, Recap, <laughs> AutoCAD, Revit, uh, download up, you know, all you need to do is really ask your client and then maybe even provide them a sample of your, of your output to say, Hey, this is an example. Does that meet your needs? Yeah, I think that's a, that's definitely a, a great idea. Um, before getting into all the purchasing and everything and, um, you know, free trials, like, you know, going in and just testing and, um, and then getting client feedback is, you know, is always the move, I think. Okay. So um, if, you're, if you're new at it, you might as well do that anyways to say, Hey, happy to come out to your space. Happy to uh, give you an E57 file. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 by the way, many architects might not know what to do with an E57 yeah. file. Is that the case? Yeah. So, then, yeah. For the most part. So yeah. maybe that leads us to uh, maybe how to partner with robotic imaging at the point that you feel like you've just gotten in over your Matterport service provider, you've gotten in over your head uh, you have a trusted client. They've engaged you for other projects for marketing purposes where the visuals matter. Now they're starting to ask you about the, uh, you know, hey, can you, you know, can you provide a point cloud file? Can you provide an E57 file? Can you provide a BIM file? And those words maybe start to get a little bit scary for a Matterport service provider that maybe right. is a real estate photographer. How does how does a MSP, a Matterport service provider, partner with robotic imaging yeah i mean obviously uh you know just being able to talk you through the process is something that we're more than happy to help people out with um but as far as like you know what we are able to produce if if msp providers are, are starting to get in their foot in the door with with any architects or engineers um is that we can you know take your scan uh, uh from anywhere from just you know, sending us the E57 from Matterport all the way to, um, you know, a, a BIM model or, or any like floor plans, exterior elevations, section drawings that an architect might need uh, uh, for existing conditions to start their design. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, and, and then again, like I said, like, feel free to reach out if you just have any questions or, or uh, or anything like that. We're more than happy to explain how everything, you know, kind of works from our uh, line of sight being, um, you know, doing this stuff every day. So. Okay. All right. So you can reach uh, robotic imaging at roboticimaging.com. Um, so I think what I'm hearing is a, a, a few things. One, if you if you just need some guidance and you feel like you're stuck and you, you need a, a resource to bounce a question off, contact robotic imaging. Two, it may be that what the client is asking for is, is beyond the scope of a Matterport Pro 3 camera's capability. And then you could partner with robotic imaging to say, oh, well, they'll, they'll bring in uh, a service provider in your market that uh, has the appropriate scanner, may sound something like a Leica RTC 360, Leica uh, P-Series, P-40, P-50, uh, some a scanner that, that may cost 40, 50, 60, $150,000 and, and scan the space. 
And then how you figure out, you know, whether the client is owned by the Matterport service provider and you're subcontracting or whether you figure out maybe you're a little bit over your head, you really want to have robotic imaging take the lead and figure out how to uh, compensate you in that equation. I may be saying too many words there, but I, I, I think it's possible to, to figure out what makes sense for the client, for the Matterport service provider for robotics imaging. Yeah. 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 hundred percent agree. Um, um, yeah. Just like, you know, like you said, a pro project comes up that, you know, seems very complicated. Um, you know, there's, it, there's just, there's a lot of other solutions besides Matterport that can, you know, that can get the job done. So just being able, you know, to help your client in that regard is, is, uh, you know, people, people keep coming to you for that stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I think about like the right tool for the right job. Sometimes, you know, a hammer is perfectly fine and maybe that's equivalent to a Matterport Pro 3 camera. And and sometimes you, you need a, an, an automatic nail gun for <laughs> yeah. putting the roof in and you would never get up on the roof with a hammer individually nailing in uh, roof pieces. There's, there's the right tool for the right job. And right. Just because you own a Matterport Pro 3 camera doesn't necessarily mean it's the right tool. And you, you might get in, into some hot water if you're trying to use a tool that you have when it's not the exact right tool for the, for the, for the job. Um, how many Matterport Pro 3 cameras do you have? We have two right now. Just got the second one uh, recently. Okay. And uh, do you know if you're planning to buy some more or two at the moment's fine? I think we're good for the moment, but I mean, we, I mean, we love the pro three. Um, Why is that? I, so, I mean, we use it all for like the visual um, and it's just, it speeds up our time on site so much, just being able to um, one stretch it farther and then also like, you know, way less misalignments we're seeing. And, um, and it seems like it's like a couple seconds faster too. Mm -hmm. the spin time. Um, plus you can move the, you can move the, uh, the Matterport Pro 3 camera with greater distance between exactly, scans yeah. and the walking experience is fine and the scans connect. Exactly. So, uh, my understanding is that robotic imaging actually typically does, uh, two techs on site for any given job. One is doing the visual, doing that with the Matterport Pro 3 camera. And then, uh, there's another tech on site using a, uh, a higher end LIDAR scanner. So you're essentially scanning the space twice because there's two different use cases. One is for the visuals to tell the story. And then the yeah. other is you need the scan data, but the your clients are typically needed at a, a much greater level of accuracy than the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Did I say that okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm guessing you bought the the second Matterport Pro 3 camera in part because uh, one, it's it's faster so you're probably not just the rotation but moving it so if, yeah. since you can move it a great greater distance you're probably completing jobs in half the time or a third oh, yeah. of the time does that sound right yeah especially in like big open spaces big open spaces dream. second in big open spaces the scans are actually not misaligning that was probably a very difficult process for robotic imaging i imagine yeah. you go out on site with the pro 2 doing a large open space and you you have to budget for a lot of misalignment time. Yeah, like uh, I mean, for the giant spaces, you you'd have to break it up um, into multiple like 
you know, say 120,000 square foot warehouse, there's no way you could get that whole thing in one Pro 2 tour. Uh, the Pro and with 3 the Matterport gets, Pro 3 camera? Oh, it gets it easily. Yeah. Easy peasy. And so, then, so one was speed, two was large open spaces. Yeah. Uh, three, I imagine, is outdoors. Out, outdoors. It, uh, so two things with that. It helps our team with uh like the modeling um to be able to like have that immersive experience outside rather than just 360s for for and, clarification your your team um uh, uh let's see I, i'm a little bit distracted that, i was i'm gonna say your your team includes groovy i'm, I'm looking at uh, <laughs> yeah, groovy and the, groovy and loves the, the your dog and making a cameo uh, yeah. up, upstaging you here yeah. uh, so groovy so that uh just for clarification the the reason your team your team is modeling in BIM and they're using this data, but it's way easier for them to actually be as if they're there looking at the yeah. visuals from Matterport Pro Three camera Matterport tour. Yeah, yeah, and then and then for um, you know, for the customer, it's just a, it's just an overall just a better like you know presentation. Um, is just being able to walk outside. Um, so yeah, overall we we love it. We're not going to buy another. Pro two, we're definitely pro three from here on out. So, and uh, and how many BLK three sixty first generations do you have? We have three. Three. Yeah. I'm gonna guess you wouldn't buy any more of those, would you? No, that we just got two second generations, and they're they're a dream. So, so you're happy with the the the, the second generation BL like a BLK three sixty. Yeah. Would you ever use those paired with Matterport or no, not really. You all, you like to have your data exported. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is, do you know if that compatibility is there yet with the with Matterport the... has, has, has publicly said they are going to support the Leica BLK 360 second generation. Yeah. They have not put a date behind that. Yeah. I think we would be really excited about that. Cause um, you know, even though uh auto aligns everything it's itself in Matterport. Um, we could still pull the, the scan data off and do our own registration. And then it's kind of just one person on site rather than two. Um, yeah, because man, the visuals yeah. is good enough with the, with the Leica BLK 360 second generation for, for what we do. Yeah. For what you do. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, uh, maybe the subtlety here is you're documenting, uh, maybe a building that's going to be for sale, the clients trying to figure out you know, what to do with it. They just, maybe they just bought the asset. They want to like share with a lot of people in different States, what it is that they bought. Maybe they're going to market it for sale, but they're not making it pristine, beautiful, best quality pictures. They're just documenting it. We just need the, the space quickly documented. Yeah. So like for, for an architectural team that just needs to understand how the space is laid out. Um, the um, yeah, that the photo quality is plenty good enough. Okay. Um, Will, is there anything that, that we didn't talk about in terms of understanding level of detail, level of development meets Matterport Pro 3 camera that like, oh, I didn't ask you, but we should, we really should cover it. Um. I don't think so. I just, I, I hope that, uh, I know that this stuff gets pretty complicated pretty quick. So I, I hope, you know, I did a good job kind of laying it out and, um, 
and um, you and and um, and the rest of the network have a little bit better understanding um, of how you know LOD is kind of not just you know black and white. It's it's a lot of moving parts and uh, different um, different types of interpretations for that meaning. Um, so I, I encourage everyone to just do their own research and uh, and you know and continue to improve that that understanding you know for your for your customers. Yeah, I think I'll start a discussion in the we get around network form. I think one of my takeaways is put a lot of verbiage around your deliverable at the time you quote, at the time you yeah. deliver, and at the time you invoice. And maybe we could crowdsource like what some of the, that verbiage is that that might be helpful. Sure. To the community to uh, I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice, but I I think a lot of uh, we could crowdsource enough people to say you know hey these are some interesting disclaimers you might still want to check with your lawyer. Um, but uh, I think one of my takeaways is is be super careful about uh, what you promise, what you commit to. Uh, what you're capable of doing with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, maybe give a sample to your client before you undertake a five-day scanning project. Uh, let them tell you that what you're what you're what you're providing to them as a uh, a Matterport Pro 3 camera shot tour uh, delivered with the addition of a Matterport E57 file. Again, not everybody's going to know what to do with that E57 file. Might still have to, you know, talk to uh, robotic imaging about helping provide a deliverable that goes with it. But get your client, your potential client, to uh, uh, agree to what you're actually going to deliver. I guess managing expectations is probably yeah. my, my key takeaway. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Will, um, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Dan. Uh, it was good. It's good speaking with you. And you. Um, we've been visiting with Robotic Imaging Chief Operations Officer, Will Buzan. Uh, Will is based in Philadelphia, uh, offices also in New York. And uh, for uh, Will, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. Thanks, Dan.